the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Tiburon Christian Fellowship on AM 1100 KFAX. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. We would invite you to join us for the next hour at 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. And we are live. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I am Gary Bell. And once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 So don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Let us know what's on your mind. Again, the number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. You may or may not be aware that there is a war raging all around us. It's not a war of guns and missiles. However, in the end, it may prove to be just as deadly. It's not a war over land and territories, but it is a war to capture and influence the hearts and minds of our society. It is a cultural war. So tonight, we bring you part 9B in our series discussing the 10 cultural and current issues that affect us as individuals, that affect our families, our churches, our communities, and our world at large. These cultural and current issues not only affect us, but can lead us in the wrong direction, a direction away from God and a direction away from our fellow man. The real issue is how do we respond to these 10 cultural and current issues from a biblical and apologetic perspective? Well, for the answer to this question and many more, stay tuned for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that challenging and uplifting uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed and encouraged by our program tonight. So we want to encourage you to get a pen and paper and get your Bibles and get to a table and take down these important notes uh, we are on part 9B, and we've been talking about uh, the series, Not Woke Up, But Awaken Up, from Romans chapter 13 and verse 11. Now, uh, by way of introduction, let me say this. The 
The United States is a democratic republic with a constitution, and that constitution is being rewritten and destroyed by a woke world. And uh, we have to fight against that in the name of Jesus. Now, we are talking about in this section, how should we as Christians respond to injustice, BLM, and lawlessness? And this is something that we're going to be focusing on in this series. Uh, now, let me say this by way of uh, the, the introduction again, continuing the introduction. We have to be very careful to preserve the democracy and not let the woke ideology that have been talking about, that we've been talking about in this series, cause us to do three C's, to compromise, confuse, and contradict. That's what the woke world wants us to do. Compromise, confuse, and contradict. We must, we must not fall into those three C sins. Now, in the book of Acts, chapter 17, we want to encourage you to get your Bibles and follow along with us in Acts chapter 17. Mm -hmm. This is where you have the Apostle Paul addresses the men of Athens at Mars Hill. Now, for many of you that don't know this, this is one of the greatest apologetic messages that the Apostle Paul ever gave. Apologetics come from the Greek word apologia, and it means to rightfully defend that which is true. And uh, we see this throughout Scripture, where it talks about in Jude 3, where we get our name for contending for the faith, contending for the faith that was once and for all delivered unto the saints. And First Peter 3 and 15 says, be ready to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reasonable hope that's in you with meekness and fear. And then the Apostle Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, two times, he says, I'm set for the defense and confirmation of the gospel. The word defense comes from the Greek word apologia, which means to defend. Now, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, says, uh, apologetics is the handmaiden of evangelism. You cannot be effective in the area of evangelism unless you have a working knowledge of apologetics. Now, so this great sermon that the Apostle Paul gives, he starts off talking about the general revelation that God has seen in creation, and then he moves it from the general revelation to the specific revelation in Christ. We're not into speculation, but we're into revelation. That's important for us to take note of. Now, let's look at Acts chapter 17. Uh, verses 26 through 31. Now, in these verses of Scripture, the Apostle Paul, he's not getting into race, but grace. He's not getting into skin, but sin. He's not get, getting into physical pigmentation, but biblical revelation. Now, let's start off with this verse 26. And I want you to look at this carefully because I want to add one more thing to this apologetic uh, message that it's one of the greatest apologetic messages in Acts chapter 17, but it's also one of the greatest messages on apologetics, and it has race relations mixed into it. Isn't that powerful? 
that he gives an apologetic message and he's dealing with race relations. And it's an answer to a lot of the problems that we are seeing in our world today. So verse 26, and has made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined the times, notice the word times, before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Verse 27, and that they should seek the Lord if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from any one of us, every one of us. God is not far from every one of us, my friend. You just need to reach out and touch him through faith right now. Verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being, and certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Now, I want you to notice here that Paul is not only quoting uh, the word of God, but he's also quoting from their sources as poets, but he's also bringing out the offspring. I want you to notice all of these important words that the Apostle Paul is bringing out in terms of apologetics that relates to race relations. Uh, most of the time when we talk about this uh, apologetic message, we don't bring in the race relations issues, and that's important for us to do. He's talking about, you know, offsprings, you know, because God is the one that has created all things, not evolution, not Monkey Town USA. God has created all things. We are all his offspring. Verse 29. And for as much then as we are the offspring, notice how Paul is hitting on this offspring thing of God. We ought not to think that the Godhead, here's the word for the Trinity, and he mentions the Godhead in Romans chapter 1 as well. Godhead. All the cults in our in America, in the world, deny the Godhead, the Trinity. That's one God revealed in three eternal distinct persons. He mentions the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's devices. Oh, this is a tremendous message. Verse 30, and the times of this ignorance. I want you to notice not only the word offspring, because uh, Paul is arguing that we all came from uh, one God, the God of the Bible. and But he's saying in verse 30, of the times of this ignorance, that means back then that God winked at. But now, notice the word now. Now, now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Now, when he says command all men everywhere to repent, that means that when you think about all the religions of the world, people say, well, there's all types of religions. Well, they're false religions because the Bible says he, it commands men everywhere to repent. Why does it command men everywhere? Because this is the true Bible. This is the true God. Now, true repentance of an individual and communities and nations always must bring forth revival for God to heal the land. That's what it talks about in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. God, if we turn from our wicked ways and turn to him, he will forgive us and heal our land. The land needs a healing today. It's in bad shape. Now, verse 31. 
because he has appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he has ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men. Notice the word all men and that he has raised him from the dead. The thing that distinguishes Christianity from all the religions of the world is that Christ came back from the dead. That's what Paul is saying to all of these religious leaders and these Greek philosophers, the Stoic and Epicurean philosophers, that God has raised him from the dead. Buddha is still dead. Zoroaster, Confucius, when they named him Confucius, they picked a good name because they only confused people. Now, listen to this. Let me say this in my conclusion. We are living in the last days. The generation that we are living in is ignorant. They're ignorant of God's truth, as Paul is saying. They're ignorant of God's truth biblically, religiously, politically, educationally, academically, in every area of their lives. The ignorance mentioned in Acts chapter 17 regarding the last days speak of the times of the lies being believed and the evil, which is called good, and open rebellion against the living God and his word. And we are living in the times of unrelenting rebellion and lawlessness against the laws in defunding the police departments and officers and the unrighteous and ungodly are sowing division in the church and outside the church. And we are using every excuse under the sun to cultivate the crisis of chaos and climate. Now, now I'm going to say this, and I'm done with this message. And this one say in closing, Jesus in the high priestly prayer in John 17. Now that's the real Lord's prayer. Matthew chapter 6 is the disciples' prayer, our Father, which is in heaven. Now, John 17, Jesus prayed that we would be one. This is what he prayed before he went to be with the Father. This is the ultimate prayer that Jesus prayed for the church, that we would be one as he and the Father are one, that the world will know that he has sent him into the world. Now, the number one thing that the devil wants to sow in the church and in marriages and in families and in the world is disunity, division. If we don't get along down here, we sure won't get along in heaven. We won't make it with a spirit of disunity and division will not take place in heaven. So I wanna say that any disunity, division, racism, will not be tolerated in heaven because God is a God of love. And he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, you have love one towards another. And when you look at Revelation chapter seven, verses nine through 10, the apostle Paul talks about that great multitude in Revelation seven and nine. And after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all the nations. Notice, all the nations, kindreds, people, Tom stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed in with white robes and palms in their hands, verse 10, and cried with a loud voice saying, salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. You see, heaven is going to be made up of all races, creeds, economic status, and backgrounds and nationalities. 
If you don't get along down here, you're not going to make it in heaven. My friend, there is only one color that God is concerned about, and that's the color red. You cut me, cut a white person, black person, Asian person, all blood is going to come out. And when Jesus died on that cross, what did he shed? Red blood. That's the blood of Jesus Christ that sheds us from all us. And Lord, just forgive somebody right now that don't know you, that's been in rebellion. Forgive them. Bring them to salvation right now. But we ask these things in Jesus' name, and we say together, amen. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now, 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 So don't be shy. Pick up that phone and give us a call tonight. If you have questions or comments, if you need prayer, we're here to pray with you. Again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And speaking of prayer, we just want to thank all of you who have always been uh, holding us up in prayer. We know that your prayers are going forward and going up, and we thank you so much because this is a prayer-driven ministry. Without your prayers, there's no way we could have been on the air almost 20 years. It's so important that you are consistent in praying for contending for the faith. In addition to prayers, we also need your financial support. It is a listener-supported ministry. And uh, we know that many of you have uh, supported us from day one, and we certainly appreciate that. Uh, We really need your support tonight, especially we have a debt of $357 we need to retire. So we need your help tonight to take care of that so that going forward, we want to be in the black. And especially as we round the curve toward the holidays People are doing a lot of shopping and thinking about a lot of different things and oftentimes forget ministries like ours. So we want to encourage you, remember to pray for us. And don't forget, as God enables you and blesses you, that you can be a financial support uh, for this ministry. It's so vitally important. Your monies are going to affect time and eternity because lives are being touched uh, every Saturday night as a result of this broadcast. I always say that one day you may get to heaven and the Lord will say to you, look behind you. And you're going to turn around and see a vast multitude of people. And you're going to ask the Lord, well, who are these people, Lord? And God's going to say to you, these are the people that are in my kingdom as a result of your giving. And uh, it's so important. A lot of times we think, well, I don't have much to give, but it all works toward touching lives. So don't ever think you have too little or too much or whatever. 
as God blesses you and enables you, and as the Holy Spirit puts it upon your heart, and give cheerfully. And we always say, make sure you're, you're, you're giving your tithe to the local church. We don't want to take away that. But as God has blessed you and has enabled you to give above the tithe, then uh, we want to encourage you to be a blessing here. There's two ways that you can donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, you're about ready to uh, go to the phone callers. Let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, all right we have uh, Jermaine on line one. Brother Jermaine, how are you doing? Hi. Oh, I'm glad you're there. <laughs> are you there, Jermaine? Yeah. Uh, I am here. I am here. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I am not raptured away. I'm, I'm uh, eagerly waiting, <laughs> asking the question. Amen. Well, we know that you weren't because we would be there with you. So we knew you were just hanging around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. All right. What's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, um, this one, you kind of touched on some of it already uh, compromising, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on preachers who will allow themselves to get wrapped up in politics. Because I, mm-hmm. I know that uh, I heard T.D. Jakes was recently a guest of uh, Puff Daddy and some entertainers, and and he also hosted, I believe it was Stacey Abrams, and I, I heard endorsed her from, from the church. And also, I think he welcomed Beto O'Rourke. Now, I don't care what your personal choices are, but that just doesn't seem appropriate for the pulpit and the ministry, given what those people represent. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, a lot of times when your theology is corrupt, what you do is you draw corrupt people. Because I kind of lay out, I laid out a teaching one time that I did, laying out, you know, about four or five different principles of sound doctrine. And I kind of got into, and they all sound alike, is bibliology, uh, which is focuses on the Bible. And then what follows behind bibliology is theology. And uh, behind theology is Christology. That's dealing with the person, nature, and work of Christ. Because when you get into the theology, you're dealing with the uh, study of God. But so anyway, so I lay out the bibliology, which is uh, the Bible, And then if that becomes corrupt, then your theology becomes corrupt, which is the uh, attempt to try to study God, learn about God. And then behind that is your Christology. Um, Your Christology dealing with the person, nature, and work of Christ will become corrupt. And then your pneumatology, which is uh, the Greek word for pneuma is spirit. The Holy Spirit leaves you. And then the the next thing is immorality. There are so many churches, and what you have described has fallen victim of all of these things, denying all of that. And so uh, they're falling into immorality and idolatry and uh, supporting 
all this corruption. As far as uh, uh, allowing it uh, in the church, uh, Jesus made it very clear. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. And if they tried to make him out of uh, a political leader, and he just made it clear that my kingdom is not of this world. And that should be the mentality of everybody that's following Christ. We should be, uh, you know, faithful to the gospel, preaching the gospel. And when we bring in certain people that you were describing, and they got a lot of corrupt things going about them, uh, it's just a reflection of the leaders themselves, who they are. And so I believe that we should um, support uh, those politicians that are faithful to our Christian values and our Judeo-Christian belief. And those who are not, we should not. But we should not bring all this stuff into the pulpit and display it, whether uh, it's good or bad. Uh, we should be focusing on the gospel. And if a politician is going to come into the church, uh, we want the politician to come in and talk about Jesus Christ and give their testimony, not to get in there and start talking about all of these different uh, political views. Uh, that's something that they can do through their own uh, work and, and stuff. But our focus on the gospel in the church is to preach the gospel and to be faithful to the gospel and to not allow ourselves to do the three C's, compromise, confuse, and contradict. And the reason why they do, and that's why I laid out the bibliology and theology and uh, Christology and pneumatology and immorality, because once you deny the bibliology, then everything else falls apart because you talk to most of these people and you really start to test them on where they stand with the Bible, they, they're not solid. And it fits into what Paul says in Second uh, Timothy chapter 4. He says, The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts, that's what they're doing, shall they heap to themselves teachers who will tickle their ears, and the truth of God shall be made a mythology. All the stuff that you're mentioning is, is mythology, it's not theology. And they're bringing a lot of mythology in the church versus theology. And our job is to be like you are. I kind of lay out these different D's. And I was talking to a brother about that the other day because he said, how do you get so solid into what you're doing, Dr. Buckner? I said, well, it's because the first D is that I've been discipled. And every Christian needs to be discipled. The, the reason why we get into so much foolishness, because the first D, we haven't been properly and biblically discipled. And biblical ig uh, ignorance, the curse of the church is biblical illiteracy. And so once we get to the point where we become disciple, and that, and this one I'm talking to you about right now, I wrote an article for all the pastors in the Bay Area. They had it at the pastor's breakfast, and they passed them all out to the pastors because uh, Craig Robinson all of them really enjoyed it, the article. But I lay out these Ds where I say, if you haven't been discipled with the first D, then the second D is that you're not going to have a sound doctrine. So we need to be sound with discipleship. Discipleship leads to good sound doctrine. That's another D. And then sound doctrine leads to another D, which is discernment.
And then the, then the fourth D is discipline. And because we fail to disciple people, and some of these even top leaders that's doing a lot of foolish stuff, a lot of them haven't been discipled. And I go around and do uh, teachings at churches and, 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 and with pastors, and I'm shocked at how many pastors have never been discipled on the Trinity. I don't do a whole lesson and training on that, and a lot of them haven't been because somebody before them haven't that didn't disciple them, and then somebody before them to disciple them. And that's why Continuing for the Faith is such a vital ministry in this day and age. And I just met with the general manager of KFAX, and he was just uh, so excited about being around me because he says, I don't know of anybody else in the Bay Area that's, you know, strong in apologetics, Dr. Buckner, and I'm so excited to meet you. And we were having a, a, a great time. I met with them, and we had lunch. They treated us to lunch, and it was a glorious time. So hopefully something I said <clears throat> has uh, shed some light on your question, Jermaine. Hello. Are you still, are you still there, Jermaine? Yes, I am. Yeah, that answers my question very much. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I'm glad to, to do that. So God bless you, brother. Appreciate your, your call and your question. And uh, would you like for us to pray for anything in particular? Where you go? Yeah, just keep me and my family in mind for some decisions we have to make and uh, healing for a brother named Wes. All right. Well, let's do that, Brother Gary. So, Lord, we just thank you for uh, Brother Jermaine. We pray that you help him with his family's decision-making. We pray that you continue to be with him, strengthen him, and encourage him, and continue to bless him to grow in wisdom and knowledge of your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jermaine, for your question. Always your good questions. God bless you and your family. All right. We still have time to get started with Brother Rick. Hello there, Brother Rick. Can you hear me? Are we having some technical problems here tonight? Brother Rick, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Oh, oh yes, we, we are here. And uh, good to hear your voice, brother. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? Got an interesting question. <clears throat> we know that in heaven, the angels live there. And then, of course, uh, the Lucifer Rebellion took place there where one-third of the angels followed Lucifer. He asked a question about the rebellion in heaven. And when we get to heaven, yeah. will the rebellion still be going on? Oh, yeah, that's a that's good question. question. Yeah, let me let me address that. <clears throat> How much time do we have, Gary? Uh, we have about two minutes before the break. Okay, let me uh, get into that. And then if I don't finish, we'll come back. Well, that's a very good question, Brother Rick. And because people have oftentimes asked that question. And so... Well, the issue of us today is uh, I'm going to build on just uh, the fact that uh, God has uh, created us in such a way that we have a will, but our will is we have pretty much two wills. Uh, and in Romans chapter 7, verse 18, the Apostle Paul talks about the struggle against sin and the flesh. And in Romans 7, in 18, he talks about the word will. So there are two wills, and the will to do the work, the, the work of the flesh and the will to do the, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit. And I'm building on this to ask you a question. 
on a more direct level, uh, because I think it's very important for us to understand the, these two wills. And um, God has given us a freedom of will, uh, and God never takes away the freedom of will. And our freedom of will today is we can choose to uh, sin against God, and we can choose to not sin against God and let him be king of our life and, and ruler. So the thing about heaven, God is not going to take away our freedom of will, but the second part of the will will be abolished forever because we will not have the devil. The devil will be cast into the lake of fire. We will be transformed and we will be like Christ, because it says in First John 3 and 2, it doth not yet appear where we shall be, but we know that when he appears, we'll be like him. And we'll have a body like his, transformed from uh, corruption to incorruption, from mortal to immortal, and we'll be like him. Well, if we're going to be like him, just like Jesus, there's no way that we'll ever rebel against him. We have the freedom of will to choose to serve him with no corrupt body, and we will not be tempted by the tempter and the flesh. So we'll be like him. And that's the beauty. You know what? Let me uh, let Gary take us to a commercial break. And then when we come back, I'll develop this a little bit more before we let you go, Brother Ray. All right. Well, let's take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. Pick that phone up. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the bay. If you have questions about your faith in Christ, theology, doctrine, or the cults, call us now. 888-FOR-KFAX. That's 888-367-5329. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. And once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. The number again is one 888 That's 1-888-367-5329. So don't be shy. We've got about 15 minutes left in the broadcast. If you have questions or comments, if you need prayer, we're here. We're here to pray with you. So we want to encourage you. That number again is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. And uh, we just want to, again, thank all of you who have been longtime listeners and longtime supporters of Contending for the Faith. Uh, It is a listener-supported ministry and a prayer-driven ministry. We need both to continue. Right now, we're looking at a deficit of $357, and maybe someone listening tonight can help us retire that debt. We need your help consistently. Uh, in giving and consistently through prayer. It's so vital. We've been on the air almost 20 years now, and and God is sustaining us through your giving and through your prayers. And so we, it's a partnership and we need, we need you partnering with us in these vital areas. There's two ways that you can donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, PO Box 553, Tiburon, California, T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. 
That's contendingfaith.org. Click on the donate button and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. It's that simple. I want to encourage you tonight, step up and hit a home run for contending for the faith. We really need your support, especially as we enter the holiday season. We don't want you to forget about us. And it's uh, it's really important that we see consistency in giving because we have decisions that we have to make in, in, in the uh, coming year as to whether or not we want to continue uh, to to sign a, an agreement to, to contractually keep us on the air. But if, but if we don't see the support, then we won't do that. So we need to see consistency. We need your help in giving. So continue to pray for us and continue to uh, support us and partner with us through your giving. All right, Dr. Buckner, are you ready to get back to Rick? Yes, Brother Gary, let's do that. All right, you still there? Still here. All right. Well, uh, let me uh, uh, sum this all up in saying that, um, you know, as far as rebellion, will it still be going on uh, in terms of what happened with the enemy in heaven in the beginning? Well, again, uh, we will be transformed like we've never been before. We will be reflectors of Christ. We'll be like him. And we will have freedom of will, but the freedom of will will be a desire and a commitment to be like Christ, and it will be uh, infused and translated into our physical being. Uh, That's why it says, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that we will be like him, 1 John 3 and 2. And we will have immortal bodies as reflectors of him, And so the freedom of our wills will be a complete free will to never choose to sin again. And the devil will be destroyed, the flesh and the world, and we'll be in heaven uh, to praise him throughout eternity. And our desire will be the complete transformation of walking in the spirit. Right now, uh, the Apostle Paul, he says in Galatians chapter 5, he mentions like two wills uh, there pretty much, even though he doesn't use the word will, it's, it's insinuated because we have, we can have the will of the flesh to walk in the flesh or we can walk in the spirit. Paul says walk in the spirit so you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But we can will over. You remember Paul says uh, in Romans 7 and 18 that every time I try to do good, evil is present with me. The thing I hate, that's what I do. And he he mentioned the word will uh, in there. I will to do that which is right. But something always fights against me, the carnal nature. So there's a battle right now with us through word, deed, and thought to sin. And that's why Christ came as a mediator, a go-between to, and he says in 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the true, a genuine sign of a true believer is one who's living in obedience to and submission to him as king in our lives. 
If we're not doing that on a daily basis, that's a sign that we're not genuinely saved. So hopefully, Rick, that helps to answer your question. I kind of went into it a little more detail with it, uh, you know, dealing with the wheels, but also the elimination of Satan and the flesh in the world, and also as well as the transformation of our bodies uh, from the mortal to immortal and being like Christ. So hopefully that helps to answer your question. We, we would basically, uh, when we get to heaven anyway, we're going to have we're going to have the na- we're going to have a nature without sin. That's it. Absolutely. That's the good news. Do, do you have? Oh, I'm sorry. What are you saying? Basically, the key is we're not going to have the nature to sin. Absolutely. You're so right. Do you have any prayer requests that we can pray for you around? Continue to pray around my health and my finances. Okay. Well, let's help Brother Gary to uh, lead us in prayer on that. Brother Gary. All right. Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick, and we can... Cons- Constantly lift him up, Lord God. We pray for him all the time. We know that you hear and answer his prayer, Lord God. Your word says where two or more are gathered, you're there in the midst. So we welcome your presence even now. And that your word also says that you inhabit the praises of your people, Lord God. It is through you that we live and move and have our being. And so, Lord, we just lift up Brother Rick tonight that you would just encourage him, continue to bless him physically, bring healing, life, restoration, and wholeness to his body. We pray, Lord God, for his finances as well, that you would supply, Lord God. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all he could ask or think, and that you're faithful, Lord God. Your word says that our God shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, Philippians 419. And we just thank you, Lord, that all your promises are yes and amen. And we can literally take that to the bank, Lord God. We thank you today. Praise you. Give you glory. Encourage Brother Rick. Continue to be with him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick. We appreciate your your call as always, your question as well. Good questions. Thank you, brother. God bless you. All right. So, Dr. Buckner, we had a question from Sister Langston to uh, she's going to take off the air regarding uh, what's going on with the church as a result of COVID. There are so many people now who have become very comfortable staying home from uh, assembling together. They're watching online and uh, so they're not going to church and they feel comfortable now what what is your take on that that's a good question brother gary and i know you have some things to say on that after i get through as well well you know uh we appreciate sister nison's uh, question i know that she tried to call last week and couldn't get in but she uh sent me an email as well uh saying uh she wanted to ask uh, me a question uh, addressing spiritually why we should physically attend church and worship service. Well, because God commands us to, you know, and uh, Hebrews 10 and 25 says, don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another as you see the day approaching. So, you know, the way that we get exhorted is not sitting at home uh, when it says, that God has set in the church apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, 
for the exhorting and building up of the body of Christ. Well, you're not going to be built up the way God wants you to be built up by sitting at home because it's disobedience. When God says he set in the church these leaders to exhort you and build you up and build up the body of Christ. So it's a command of obedience and disobedience is to sit home and to uh, get so caught up into the uh, technology and the Zoom and uh, FaceTime and texting and all of that stuff. I think there was a time and place for that. But now we need to uh, be into shining, not hiding. You know, that's a sermon title. We need to be into shining and not hiding. Now, uh, you know, she also says that too many people have become lackadaisical as a result of the pandemic. They believe it's perfectly okay to lounge on their sofas in the comfort of home uh, with a bag of chips to observe service. Uh, and she said, I know your fellow preachers would appreciate it. And so, uh, and let me say a few more things with this, and then we give Gary a chance to say some things to add to this. The Bible talks about saints, plural, not saint, singular. And one of the things that I admire for Elon Musk is that <laughs> he ended up uh, firing a whole bunch of people because they got so last days ago. They didn't want to go in to work, and he gave them a choice. You're either going to work like everybody else is doing, or you're going to be fired. And he fired a whole bunch of people. Now, this is the last thing I want to say on this, that in Paul's day, when he would write letters, because he couldn't get to the churches, some of the churches, the letters like in his day was almost like a form of technology, because he was you know, getting his letters sent to churches and building them up. But his heart desire... You know, you do a study on this. Paul's heart's desire was uh, to uh, get to the people, uh, like in Thessalonians, the Thessalonian Christians, in uh, 1 Thessalonians 2 and 17, it says, but since we were torn away from you, brothers, for the short time in person, in person not in heart, we endeavored the more eagerly with a great desire to see you face-to-face, talking about face, uh, FaceTime, Paul was really emphasizing the physical presence over uh, letters and being absent. And that's what should be our heart's desire, too, is to be together. As Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together, I, in my name, I'm in the midst. I want to be in the midst of Jesus being with those in fellowship. Brother Gary, you want to say some things on this and bring it home? Well, yes, you know, I think the pandemic, for all intents and purposes, is over. Um, you know, people are going back to work in person, as you mentioned with Elon. Yes. Um, and I think it's, you know, there are people who are physically unable to get to church. That's, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about those who can and don't and, and don't want to. Um, you know, I think we have to be mindful of what the word of God says, not to forsake the assembling together. There's so much that goes on in that service. And, and it's an act of, you know, it's a sacrifice of praise sometimes. You know, you, you're making a sacrifice. You go there and you may not feel like it, <laughs> but you know what? God is worthy of all praise, glory, and honor. Amen. And that when we're in, in uh, c- communion and fellowship and uh, worship, the Holy Spirit is is present and moving among the saints. And as scripture says, 
he inhabits the praises of his people. You don't get that <laughs> through the through the television or through a Zoom call necessarily. So it's really important. And uh, you know, we we have technology, we have all these wonderful things, but there are people who who are uh, across this planet would who died to be able to have what we have, to be able to come together and fellowship. You know, we have these beautiful uh, church buildings and edifices and we have all of this stuff and we still don't come. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tragedy. And so people need to wake up and and recognize what they have is, is a complete blessing. And to be able to come together is, is, is such a privilege and an honor. And, you know, David said he'd rather be a, a, a doorkeeper in God's house, right? you know? <laughs> and here we are sitting at home despising, you know, God's house and God's people, you know? So we need to repent of that and and recognize that God has given us such an awesome awesome uh, privilege and um, a blessing in this country to be able to come together and not be persecuted, but we don't know how much longer that's going to be. You need to take advantage of this now. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, well, it looks like we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank our uh, engineer, Mike, tonight, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. And it's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Um, Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Northern California's one place for Christian talk. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.